磨砂，台湾。在波多加文是美丽石头的意思。为了宽太平火山，也就是地动区的西边，因地层落地运动不断进行，天正岛上雄伟高山、沙轮、冰原、盆地、海滑线，加一挂奇特景观。差不多有一万八千四百万种野生生物大地岛内，其中连城以上是罕见或者是特别绝种的生物。福尔摩沙虽然是一个小岛，上天却属于一连串惊奇壮丽自然景观，包括高山病、甲原住民部落、密密山脉、美丽水墙、甲真地雕刻寺庙。感动于因的信心，他对内在天国知识以及开悟的心地渴望。青海无常书，祝福尔摩沙求道者的正道邀请，分享些智慧，加真谛万见。两千零七年年初，青海无常书参加新年庆祝活动，他来自全世界差不多几万名世界会会员以及贵宾，对福尔摩沙欢庆今年的旧历新年。现在邀请您聆听《青海无常书》，予人开悟的精彩开始。上帝殿堂，两千零七年二月二十六日，讲伫福尔摩沙西湖。Supreme Master Ching Hai's lectures are not a complete meditation instruction. Please do not try alone. For free of charge guidance, please visit www.godsdirectcontact.org or contact any of our centers near you. How are you? You don't want to go home, or you don't want to have home, or you are homeless, or uh, here is your home, or what? Okay. I look at your home. 拿一块布马上盖起来，呀，这样觉得比较有那个温暖啊。It's a more warm if you close that gate. Just one, one for air is enough. Yeah. Okay. You feel better here? Yes. That's what I thought. Let's do some little technique, technical things to take care. 可把拉最先拉最下面，然后上面再盖。反正下面如果最到底的，把它把它地板都盖起来的话，会温暖了。然后上面慢慢再盖 ，OK。最重要就下面，嗯。Important is the the lower up to the floor. I have to really cover all the floor and over over cover, so it's be warmer. OK. Yeah. Well. Originally, we can't use this because they have not finished doing it. But、uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's warm, huh? Yeah. I know you don't like house. <laughs>、uh, you like cave. Yeah. So you can go home and boast to people that I meditate in a cave. Yeah. So people think that you are yogis, some kind of yogis, huh? You feel like you are yogis? Oh, you are. <laughs> We can move the Himalaya and put around here, <laughs> and then you feel really you are yogi, huh? <laughs> Do you need a mountain? No. We have a lot, but small hills. <laughs> 
not mountain really, it's okay. And you can say that you, you stay in the foot of the mountain <laughs> and you meditate in a cave. <laughs> what is all the truth, no? Yeah. Doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be the Himalaya, huh? As long as it's a little mountain and a little cave, yeah, oh, it's a good cave, yeah, okay. Uh, well, all right. Now welcome to the cave. <laughs> Now, some Taiwanese people just came, huh? Taiwan人刚来举手给我看看. Yeah, this is good. And if you warmer now, after the gate is, uh, yeah? yeah? Good. Okay. Yeah, everyone okay otherwise? Okay, actually, we're lucky we still have this, huh? And, uh, you know, so we still can use it. It doesn't look as pretty, but we use it. Okay, huh? Yeah. The thing is, uh, too much echo and uh, many things still need painting, huh? Need repairing a little bit. And, uh, wow, it's only need painting. And the wall, we just leave it as is. Never mind, we don't look at the wall. Uh, we don't look at the ceiling. We use it first, <laughs> paint later, huh? Okay. Yeah. supposed to use a broken place. You are saints. You're supposed to have a better place. Yeah? That's what it is. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. But this is heaven, huh? Okay. Ha. Huh. You know, I just open the book and they say, The Palace of God. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. This body is the Lord's temple. It is there that the jewel of knowledge is revealed. This is from Guru Amadas. Uh, he is the Sikh guru. Eh? You know, right? Okay. Guru Nanak Ji, or Dev, Guru Nanak Dev, well, that's a title, okay? They call the Master Guru Ji, or Paramji, Maharaji, or Guru Dev, Dev means Deva, Divine, okay? Yeah. Now Guru Nanak Dev once went to Mecca. Ha! Ah, he's a Sikh. He went to Mecca. Wow, is it allowed? Mecca is the holy city of Muslims. What is the guy doing there? <laughs> Especially a founder of a religion like Guru Nanak. Hmm, something is very, very not wrong. <laughs> now, hmm? I didn't plan this story. Actually, I planned to read it, but I didn't have time last night. Many other things occupy me too much, and I have to read a lot of uh, report and all the things. And many other things occupy me, you know, like how you behave all day, also came back and haunts me at night. <laughs> and many other things I have to take care, and then I, you know, I forgot, okay? Mostly at night, sometimes if I retreat or something, I read books, yeah? so that I have some story to tell you. Because for me alone, I don't need to read any book. I don't need to know any story. I just uh, go sleep. <laughs> I leave the body in bed. <laughs> and then I go collect story, the whole universe. <laughs> I don't need to read. But nevertheless, you like these things, okay? So anyway, I didn't plan to... Uh, to spy on Guru Nanak Dev that he went to Mecca as a Sikh, okay. But now, see? Fancy that, huh? 
a Sikh, a Sikh master, a founder of a great religion, went to Mecca to pay homage to a Muslim's holy shrine. Can you imagine that? Why does he do that? Huh? Tell me, tell me quick, anybody who knows. He's enlightened. Ah, he's enlightened. What else? Let's say it boiled out to that. He's enlightened. <laughs> when you are enlightened, you have no more discrimination between religions because there isn't any. There ain't none, is what they say. And any religion to begin with, right? It's only the teaching of the Master they left behind and everybody, you know, using the intellect to try to understand the master uh, motive and teaching. And therefore it became Sikhism, Buddhism, Catholicism, Christianism. I told you already, and you all know that already. There's no need to say anymore. And here is to prove it. Ah, we have the proof, yeah, at least. Eh? That Guru Nanak went to Mecca, we caught him. Yeah, it's black and white, it's printed. It's not me talking. <laughs> it's in black and white. Huh? And it's uh, published, you know, openly. Everybody can read it. So cannot tell me that I made it up. The book, you can buy and read it. You can read all of them. Maybe you don't need me to explain because Tales of the Mystic Eats. Yeah? Okay? And it's uh, published somewhere <laughs> in the world. You want to know? Hmm? You know where is it published? Wow, they publish everywhere. I think it's uh, published from Bias, huh? From Bias in India, huh? You know, the great uh, congregation of uh, uh, people who come and practice light and sound, yeah? Just like us. Hmm? I think they published this. I'll say anywhere, where are you published? Ah, I'm right. Radha Swami Sasang Bias. Oh, look at that. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Printed by Baba Bakanath Printers in New Delhi. Okay. Now you know where to find it. Eh? Oh. Ah, yeah. So you can find it easily. Huh? internet nowadays. You can't even read the whole book from in the internet. You have no need to even buy. Yeah, sometimes they they let it open, just like some of our books and things are open, yeah, for the public. Okay, now, okay, so for this we know Guru Nanak definitely is enlightened, yeah? Because the first thing, uh, an enlightened person get rid of is discrimination, racism, yeah, I thinking uh, who is better than whom. Yeah, therefore, this is a proof that Guru Nanak is enlightened. And anyone who has no discrimination like that, yeah, between religion, between race, between creeks, between nations, between colors of the skin, between professions, yeah, between uh, educations, these are the enlightened people who has no discrimination between any of these, yeah? Education, not necessarily, now that we know, that education not necessarily means you have a PhD or a doctor degree. Education is somebody who is spiritually enlightened, elevated, yeah? And no direct knowledge from God. Now, Guru Nanak is one of those. So. He went to Mecca. Over there, he met a famous Quasi Ruknurin and this uh, Muslim uh, master asked him, Tell me, O Nanak, can you describe the palace of God to me? How many towers does it have? how many doors and how many turrets. Now listen well to the reply. This is not something to be ignored. It is worth noting well. Guru Nanak replied to uh, uh, Rukhnudin, You should know 
Dear Rupnukdin, he replied with a smile, eh? that the palace and temple of God is a human body. It has twelve towers, the hand, the forearm, the upper arm made three on each arm, whilst the feet, leg, and thighs made another three on each leg. Wow, he's very detailed. <laughs> I didn't know we have twelve towers. <laughs> the palace has nine doors, and these, Rugnudin, are the two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, the mouth, the two lower apertures. It has fifty-two turrets, thirty-two teeth in the mouth, and twenty nails on the hands and feet. Wow, he was a mathematician. <laughs> Thanks to him that we know we have so many towers and <laughs> turrets and columns and whatever next. But mind you, not all of us have all these eyes. You don't cheat, huh? Some of us lose some teeth already. So <laughs> you cannot <laughs> uh, proclaim uh, the way he does. Maybe when he says that, he has all the you know, teeth and limbs, everything intact. Some of us are <laughs> maybe we don't have many, but we can repair it, yeah. Actually, we could even have a little more of that, huh? Nowadays, you can even have extra hands and feet, right, <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> are there any spare parts for sale yet? No, huh? <laughs> but they are making it, no? They're making it. Okay. Now, wow. But God's palace of light is extraordinary and indescribable. Guru Nanak continues. This human body is the Lord's mosque, the mosque, yeah. And through it, God is constantly calling each one of us from above. But we are asleep and cannot hear Him. We bow down to God in the holy places of the world, but has anyone ever found God outside? Never. The way to the palace of light is through the human body, the mosque of the living God. Huh. So now we know that maybe he went to Mecca because uh, this Muslim teacher has invited him to go there, perhaps. Otherwise, why does the Muslim ask a Sikh about God? Yeah? Uh, in those days, maybe Guru Nanak's fame had been uh, spreading far and wide for his divine knowledge and uh, holy manner, maybe, yeah. So even the Muslim follow him. Yeah? Some of the Muslim want to know. So he must have been introduced by some of the Muslim to this uh, teacher Muslim. Now we, we all know that uh, being a Muslim teacher by no means, you know, like he's maybe um, a scholar, Muslim scholar, eh? well-versed in the Koran. But that probably uh, doesn't uh, qualify him to be an enlightened master as thus, yeah? So, of course, some of the Muslim, ordinary Muslim, might have heard of Guru Nanak or might even have been initiated by him and might have been even enlightened by him and by the Kuan Yin Method. Well, we know that Guru Nanak practiced Kuan Yin Method. Well, I can prove it, but it's a long way. Because in the Grand Sahib, which is the uh, holy scripture of the Sikh, always mention about light and south, light and south, yeah, and all that. But we don't go into that now. Maybe another time we will expound on the Grand Sahib, yeah? But we're not going to that now. It's uh, take a long time, man. Okay? Yeah. But perhaps you can also buy a Grand Sahib and learn it yourself and tell me, where on the south, where is the motherland? 
the Granth Sahib is the holiest scripture, um, the one, yeah, just like the Quran in the Muslim, and the Sikh people worship it, yeah, because the master is all gone now, or oh, some master is still there, but the ordinary Sikh, yeah, the one who doesn't follow any enlightened guru, they worship the Granth Sahib and try to live accordingly, yeah, that's also fine, yeah. Everybody walk according to their strength, run according to their fitness, eh? so we don't hurry anyone. I'm just telling you for your information. Now we continue with this. Hmm? So even though uh, Guru Nanak told this uh, Muslim teacher that the human body is a palace of God, nevertheless, he also say that there's a palace of light. Yeah? Yeah, okay. So he say that the way to the palace of light is through the human body, the mosque of the living God, or the temple, or the uh, church of the living God, okay? So we all know that already, yeah? We cannot find God without. We look within the so-called human body and mind, yeah? And then we find God, no? Mm-hmm. From the height of this lofty mansion, the Lord is always calling. None can hear it, they are sleeping. Though the Lord goes on waking all, how unfortunate all are to be sleeping, since none hear the call. Those awake, it is they who hear it and attain union with their Lord. Are you awake? Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Master, I'm awake. <laughs> it's all right. You are trying your best. Uh, many of you um, try not to sleep at night and meditate through. I really admire your courage and your uh, effort, eh? no matter if you fail while you're sitting or not, you are trying your best. And that's what counts yeah, in the kingdom of God. But don't listen to that and then, you know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, allow yourself to snore the night through while sitting. <laughs> and I know some of you even buy those very comfy chairs, and you just Lean back and then put your leg straight in the front and even lean on the two arms and then just... <laughs> yeah. Just wow the night away. Okay, be honest to yourself though. Huh? I'm not going around and calling anybody's name. <laughs> it is you who has to fight against your own sleepiness. Yeah? Maybe until one day you get used to it, then maybe you won't sleep anymore. There's one thing to keep awake also, the coldness, yeah? the coldness. <laughs> but when it's too cold, you also became restless. You can't meditate very well, so the temperature must be just right. Or you fight too long, you get tired, and then you go sleep. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay? The story was very clear, huh? The palace of God. So there's no need for me to explain you any further. If you want another story, I'm willing to read it to you. You want to 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 buy 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 it? Oh, I I I I. You want me read it to you? I will try. Okay. Okay. We may have a little bit fun like that, but we should never make fun of actual person. If you know a person is stutter or anything like that, never ever make fun like that. It is okay to have a little fun now and again, yeah? But never ever make fun of handicapped people in any form at all. You promise? Yes. Okay, good, good.
But uh, that story of the cell in the Bible, you know? Yeah. It was a very good lesson, yeah? Every time I tell the joke, it's not just a joke. Sometimes you have to ponder the meaning of it, yeah? I don't always spoon-feed you with uh, gurgitated uh, food. Now, you have to think, why Master told that joke? Huh? Is it to make fun of the uh, stuttering people? No, no, no. I want to tell you that no matter how handicapped you are in any form, you still can be useful, yeah, if you try. Even using that as a tool. So think about all that anytime, okay? Suppose I tell a handicapped joke like that. It's not for you just to laugh, okay? It's fine to have a little fun. I don't think they mind. But learn the lesson behind it, okay? We are just very normal, yeah? Very endowed with all the blessing, all the instrument of a human being, all the intelligence that we can master. My God, and we're not doing anything good for humankind, or not doing anything that is to promote peace and spiritual elevation for humankind, then we should feel ashamed. That's what I mean, okay? Never mind. I guess some of you know already, but the one who doesn't ponder over the meaning, I'm just reminding you, okay? Right. Good. Now, there's another story here called Getting Rid of Flies. Can that be? I haven't read it. <laughs> okay. I love books. It's just sometimes I don't have too much time, you know, too many books and so many other things to do. Uh, whenever I have time or when retreat like this, I do read books at night. So I can have some selecting story for you. Many of the story I told you, I have to read the whole night, the whole book sometimes, in order to pick out one or two, yeah? But I'm sure this book I don't have to pick any because there must be all good in there, okay? But normally if I read ordinary books or story books, I have to pick. But in order to pick, I have to read the whole books. It's like diamonds, you know? The people who find diamond, they have to dig the whole mountain of dirt, and then one by one, a little sieve at a time, they sieve it through, and then they find maybe one or two diamond, a rough diamond. Similarly, like storybooks, they're not always uh, suitable for practitioners. You know, they're full of sometimes war and fighting or meat and flesh and drink. I don't want to you know, burden you with all that thing. So I have to really pick good stories, yeah, that is serving your spiritual purpose, yeah? But this kind of book, maybe I don't even need to pick. <laughs> but nevertheless, I intended to read it first, but I didn't have a chance last night. Okay, now, getting rid of flies. Mm -hmm. Here is a saying from Ansari of Herat one of the spiritual masters. Oh, beloved, I can think of no other and in my love care for none else. My heart is now thy dwelling place. It has no place for any other. Who can that be that he loves so much? Hmm? God, yeah. His divine, God-like master, perhaps, yeah? Or God himself. God manifested in the form of a master, yeah? Wow. Such a devotion, no wonder he became a master and famous. Even his saying is printed in this precious book, so he must have been very enlightened, huh? And very devoted then, huh? Okay. If we are half as devoted as that, we probably became master so soon. Oh, go to the fifth level with flying color. Mm. Okay, never mind. Take your time. You cannot force a child who is just a toddler to run, eh? Okay, so I let you all go in your own time. Mm? As long as you're going. <laughs> when Raja Gobichand and Raja Bathari became sadhus. People followed them everywhere. Believing that monarchs 
who had given up their thrones must possess great merit. How many of these people had spiritual aspirations was a matter of considerable doubt. For some ask for the gift of a son, others for more wealth, and still others ask for fame. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Funny, huh? I become a sadhu, still want a son and want fame. Is that correct? Son, fame, wealth? <laughs> Why bother become sadhus? <laughs> okay. Well, some people, it's possible. It's possible like that. I don't mean maybe not these people, but maybe he means other people. Huh? Mean other people. Uh, I know uh, it is said that some uh, of people, you know, uh, in a Buddhist tradition, in some other country, huh? Maybe not in Taiwan, some other country, they uh, uh, became a monk and nun just for a short period of time to gain more um, merit or something like that. So it is possible, yeah, it's possible that it might happen, yeah, to gain merit for some worldly uh, smoothness, you know, like become more rich or more prosper or more son, more daughter. So uh, for that reason, they shave their head for a while, just to gain that, what they want. Uh, I don't think this is a majority of people who do that in the monk order of other country. But the minority probably do have this kind of a motive to become a monk and nun. Eh? Uh, okay, why not? <laughs> Whatever. Huh? But if to just to shave your head and uh, wear a saffron robe and go out and begging, that will earn your merit, I have doubt. You know, I have doubt that this kind of doing would ever gain you anything, even. Yeah? Even if you want a worldly gain, I'm not sure if uh, God would be bribed thus so quickly and cheap. <laughs> uh, maybe lower God. But I'm not sure why shaving your head, uh, donning saffron robe, you know, yellow robe, and go out begging or stay in the temple and recite in the sutra or not recite in the sutra, getting offering from the public while not working. I'm not sure how that would bring merit to the person who undergoes such action. Do you remember I told you the story about the five white uh, cranes who flew around a monk? Yes, because they were the, the disciples of that monk in their former lives, and they didn't have enough merit for taking such a great festive offering the way the Master does, but they insist to, because they feel that if the Master has food and offering, well, why not them? You know, the Master is not fair, should take them with him to enjoy all this uh, merry-go-round stuff. <laughs> so the Master had no choice but to take them with him, and then because they didn't have enough merit, next life they cannot even become a human again to continue practice as a monk. They have to become a crane to fly everywhere with him. All right, to be a crane also not too bad, really, I'm telling you. <laughs> Just cannot do Kuan Yin very well. <laughs> we, uh, we need some limbs huh? yeah, to practice Kuan Yin method. That's why everybody likes to be a human. Eh? And that's why the Buddha say to be, to be born as a human is a very precious opportunity as precious as if there is a blind turtle who lives very deep in the bottom of the sea and then every thousand years coming up to the surface of the water one time. And then at that time there must be a piece of wood floating on top of that surface and that blind turtle must be able to put his head through a little hole of that a piece of floating wood on the sea. 
There is no such thing. Perhaps it's just the Buddha wanted to emphasize how difficult it is to get a human body. So treasure yours, hmm? especially when you still have enough limbs to practice quanning method. Please do use any seconds of your life, yeah, to elevate your spiritual status. Don't wait, okay? Don't wait because you have only your own karma to carry, so it's easier to take care. Don't wait until the karma pounds upon you and deprive you of the uh, privilege of having all the instruments to practice quantum method. Understand me? Yeah. Run, race with the karma, race, go ahead of your karma, practice, and then the karma can only <sighs> panting behind you, okay? Now, thank you for that. <laughs> we continue with the story. Here we have given up our kingdom to lead the lives of ascetics. Both of the kings thought to themselves, and yet people do not leave us alone. The best thing to do would be to leave the town and live well away from it, the kings said to themselves. Accordingly, they went to live in a potter's hut that was in the farthest outskirts of a town, and there they began to meditate in earnest. For quite a long time, they were left alone and in peace. But it is difficult to hide for long the fragrance of the jasmine. Ha! Huh, we all know that very well. And soon the reputation of the two holy men began to spread anew, and everyone in the town and its vicinity knew that two saintly men were living in the potter's hut. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, well, this kind of story maybe I told you before already. Nah, never mind. We pretend we didn't hear it. We clap anew. <laughs> okay. So because of that, uh, the raja of that area, raja means the king of that. Uh, small country at the time. In the old time, India was divided yeah, into many kingdoms, and Raja uh, resided in one of those kingdoms. Every kingdom, small kingdom, have a Raja. Raja means king, yeah? Yeah. Therefore, when people address a master, they call him Maharaja, yeah, or Maharaji, yeah, okay, I mean above king, yeah, super king, like that. That make all the king jealous sometimes, huh? Okay, so the Raja also curious and said, Oh, come, take all the court officers and army. Let's go visit the two holy men. You know, the Raja or any leaders of the country, when they wanted to visit any holy men, it's not necessarily for spiritual guidance or spiritual elevation, they want to have merit, you know, because everybody knows, especially in India, from all the scripture, it is said that to be in a presence of a holy saint is uh, worth more than going to temples or uh, pilgrimage anywhere in the world for many lifetimes. So everybody knows that, so even the king knows that, so he wants to go there and get some merit, perhaps. Yeah, let's see was his intention. Can be. Okay, now, because the kings and the court officials make a lot of noise and go with the gong and drum and trumpet, of course, ne? Yeah. And the whole country also stir up. Everybody follow. <laughs> Don't care where the king's going. It's a very uh, noisy party and a very happy party. Let's join them. <laughs> so the whole song of the whole kingdom follow behind the king. Now, can you imagine? For the two 
spiritual saintly king who wanted to have peace and quiet. This is really an award, no? <laughs> Very festive and noisy, dusty and wow, all kind of people. Okay. Hearing the noise of the crowd outside, Gobinchan and Bathari consulted each other to work out a plan through which they could regain their solitude and peace. We must by all means get rid of the flies, <laughs> they call them the flies. Well, it is like sugar. If you leave it open, you know, the smells can dissipate to very many miles away and they attract all the flies from the vicinity, you know that, yeah? So the saintly people are likened into the sweetness of the candies or sugar. So sooner or later, <laughs> the flies will smell it and come all over. Mm. In my office, na, they, my attendant very kindly put uh, candies, you know, cough candy, all kind of candies and cakes and all that, in case I want to snack. I don't normally do it. But uh, when I invited some workers or some working team come to my office, then I reward them with such things. That is fine. Nevertheless, the ants, they know it before I even... <laughs> Before I even announce it to anybody, they already come in uh, armies of them, came directly onto the sugar candy and begin enjoying themselves. <laughs> Maybe they think they're also a working team. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> they are working teams, yes. No, nobody denies that the ants are very, very diligent in organizing their working team in their kingdom, they build palaces for the queen ant, and they, uh, for the officers of the court, they are such a very sophisticated working uh, system, eh? and they have a, a hierarchy, right? And the, the working ants working very diligent to supply whatever the queens and the court officers need. You know that yourself. And I tell you what, whenever I observe an ant hill, wow, I cannot help but feel very awed, you know, very uh, impressed because the way they build the, the, the ant hill is like a palace with nothing. Well, look at what the ants have, just an antenna and a mouth. And it's a very feeble legs to crawl on, and they build such an unhill like that. Compared to us, it's like we're using our bare hand to build the state uh, building in America, you know, in, in New York. You know what I mean? By hand. It's amazing. It's amazing. And we think they are not intelligent. We think they are just insects. Oh, no. Maybe they're more intelligent than us. Now, please don't step on any ants, okay? If you see them somewhere, remove them, put them on a tree somewhere so they don't get trampled upon, on tree, okay? Or far away in a big bush so people don't even go in there. Now, you know that you won't do it, but just in case some of you knew and think ants are nobody, they do have a body, okay? <laughs> so uh, take care of their body, all right? Imagine it's you. Any time you see any small insect, imagine it's you. Last night I had to fight hard with a butterfly, not a moth, to bring him out to freedom. I keep telling him, I don't harm you, I'm going to bring him. But he flap, flap, flap away all the time. <laughs> it took me some time to calm him down and put him in a cup and then cover with a piece of paper, yeah, and then bring him out into the flower areas. I put him on top of the flower because he was so tired of flapping too much. So in case he needs some nectar, he can recover, you know, eat something first and then fly away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because, uh, you know, if you put him on the flower, maybe he can recover quicker. You know, he can draw some nectar first, like a food, you know? Like if somebody is hungry, you put him in a restaurant or kitchen or the dining table first, no? Let him eat something. <laughs> then he can go away, no? Yeah. Okay? If you can, eh? if you can, yeah. 
Sometimes I take an ant out, but he's tired already for being in the house too long, so I have to give him a little bit of sugar water next to it. And he drink, 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 and then he feel, <laughs> I'm super. And then, then he crawl away, yeah. But he doesn't. He bring back his friends. <laughs> Make a party for us out of that drop of sugar water. How many ants can enjoy? Yeah. All right. Where are we? Mm, the flies. Yeah. Hmm. The flies. Okay. Now we go back to the story. Okay. They wanted to get rid of the so-called flies. I hope the raja are not offended, since they are already dead. Maybe they forgive us. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, the Raja and his party had seated themselves near the potter's hut and were waiting for the holy man to come out and speak to them of spiritual matters, if they even understand any of that. When Gobi-chan and Bathari were ready, they came out of their hut looking at each other with pretended hostile glances. Yeah. There you know already the story, yeah? Uh, so they begin to talk. Today I will go and do the begging. Yeah, say Gobi-chan. So demanded Pathari, So, that is your plan, is it? Let me remind you that you were begging yesterday and ate all of the sweets that were given to you. What did I get? Absolutely nothing. They tell lies, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Actually, a white lies, yeah? <laughs> we also don't tell white lies. Maybe they had to, that this is an absolutely emergency case. Within a minute, they began fighting with each other. What kind of holy men are these who fight for food? The Raja exclaimed. He was utterly disgusted. Come, let us all depart at once. So away went the Raja and all his courtiers, soldiers and subjects. Gopichan and Bathari breathed sign of relief. <sighs> Thank God. They said, now we have got rid of all the flies. We will be left in peace to devote ourselves to love for the Lord. Finished the story. Yeah, never mind. We have heard that story before. Again and again, it won't hurt. Huh? You eat bread, potatoes every day, it doesn't hurt you. <laughs> huh? The Chinese and the Vietnamese and the Asian eat rice with milk every day, it doesn't hurt them. So why should it hurt us to hear good spiritual story again and again and again, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, I haven't read that story, I told you. That's why I repeated it. <laughs> but never mind, every time it's new, right? Every time it's new. Every time you eat the potato, do you feel like you have eaten yesterday and you're bored? No. Every time you eat bread or baguette for breakfast, did you feel like you're bored because it's uh, already repeated? Yes or no? No. How about the Chinese? Every day you eat rice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, did you feel any time bored with the rice? No. Yes or no? No. That's correct. So, <laughs> in that case, I will tell this story again and again and again. <laughs> ah, you already told me, huh? Don't go back on your words, huh? You are a spiritual saint, okay? Now I know. There's no need for me to read any more books. <laughs> Every night sacrifice my time to 
scan our good stories for you. Oh, whereas you will just be satisfied with any wonder story I keep telling again and again. That would be very wonderful. Then we all have time to meditate. Yeah? Because I don't have to read books again to screen out good stories for you. I save more time to meditate and rest. And since you heard the story already, you can just nod or sleep or whatever. <laughs> then we both have a lot of time. Uh, well, that's a good idea. Maybe we we'll do that. But right now, I think you're hungry. I let you go eat and don't tell lies. <laughs> Don't tell lie. <laughs> Never mind. Maybe I see you in the evening. Okay? Thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Even though you heard the story again, you clap like first time. <laughs> and you laugh like never heard of it before. Good, good boy, good girl, good audience, good audience. That is what people call positive encouragement, right? <laughs>